1: your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at SportsHistoryNetwork.com. The Rose Bowl, the game that inspired the college football bowl season, has a long and storied history. The stadium itself is 100 years old, and in celebration of it. Pigskin Dispatch is assembling some of the top historians and authors to share the memories, people, and events that make the granddaddy of them all the special game that it is. Enjoy this Rose Bowl memory from PigskinDispatch.com.
0: Hello, my football friends. This is Darren Hayes of pigskindispatch.com. Welcome once again to the Pigpen, your portal to positive football history. And we are in December, and it is Rose Bowl month. We are celebrating the history of the Rose Bowl each and every day this month. And we have another great episode and memories of the Rose Bowl. And we have a great guest coming on today. It is historian and author Tommy Phillips, multiple books on football. Uh, And he's really passionate about this game as he attended it. And it's about the 2017 Rose Bowl. Tommy Phillips welcome to the pig pen thanks for having me well we we really appreciate it and uh, especially somebody that has been at one of the big games always Mm -hmm. love to have that and uh, you know somebody as passionate as yourself that you know has a podcast and multiple books on football and uh, so, so glad to have you here so thank you for joining us yeah thank you Tommy you attended the 2017 Rose Bowl And uh, what two teams were playing in that Rose Bowl? Um, That was Penn State and USC. And uh,
2: not coincidentally, those are the two schools that I've gone to. So it was uh, the perfect matchup. So I kind of talked my dad into going just because I'd gone to both schools.
0: Oh, my, my goodness. You, you could almost call it the, the Tommy Phillips Bowl. But... Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, technically, I went to the Erie campus in Penn State, but my my diploma says Penn State on it. So that's what I go with. And uh, whenever we found out that it, it was disappointing to most Penn State fans because they didn't get into the playoff. But whenever I heard they were going to Rose Bowl against USC, I was like, I have to go to this. So I kind of strong-armed my dad into uh, (laughs) going to this game. So we go on a charter flight from Harrisburg, PA, and um, go to uh, Los Angeles. And then uh, we had like a parcel vacation in LA and a parcel uh (laughs) Roseville vacation so it was like two different
0: things wow very cool now was it was it hard you took a charter flight was it like a a Penn State charter flight
2: yeah yeah it was it was like I think it was the Nini Lion Club I think you had you had to join the club so I had to put up the money to join the club the so I could get on it. And then, and then we uh, flew on a charter
0: flight and then stayed at a hotel in LA. Wow. Very nice. Now, did they help you with finding accommodations? Cause I'm sure they had to be kind of hard to find uh, at that time of year during uh, the Rose Bowl. (laughs) Yeah,
2: it was actually, everyone was in the same hotel and it was the hotel the media was using. So it was a pretty nice one. L.A. downtown, I think it was called. Great food there. So, um, yeah, that that was um, the hotel we stayed in. And we got, like, a few bonus items, like a scarf along the way and a couple other things while we were
0: there. Wow. So just a great experience and got to enjoy it with a whole bunch of uh, Penn State fans uh, in the same hotel and in the media. Wow, too. That's that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Did did you Um, see anybody that you recognize from the media? Oh, no, I I just
2: I just saw the sign saying that the media, you know, signs for where the media was supposed to go. So uh, I didn't actually see any reporters or anyone.
0: Okay. So you didn't go down and start uh, having coffee in the morning and they're doing game day in the lobby area. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. That, that's pretty cool. Well, how, yeah. how was it, uh, you know, for me, I've never been to a Rose bowl and I'm sure many of the listeners have not So on game day, uh, you, you're left, leave your hotel and you get over to the, the venue. What, is there anything going on outside that's, uh, exciting before the game?
2: well uh obviously you got the rose parade and uh the tournament of roses parade we we went to that we we got on bus really early in the morning which i'm like uh, half asleep the whole time
0: so we go to the rose parade and um Wait, well, wait a second, Tommy. Now I'm going to call you out on this. The, now, California, you're from Pennsylvania, Western Pennsylvania. So am I. We know that California is generally like three hours behind us. So uh, mm-hmm. if it's like seven o'clock in the morning there, it's like 10 o'clock in the r- morning. early. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's 10 o'clock in the morning here. So that's like probably normal time getting up, isn't it? So how early <laughs> in the morning was it now, Tommy? Come on. Oh, it, it was, it was early. It felt early. <laughs> okay
2: (laughs) but uh yeah so we went to that and we got to see the whole parade and then we got back on the bus that took us there and then we had to make this short drive to the rose bowl stadium that took forever to get there even though it was such a short uh it it was hardly anything but it took forever because of all the buses and all of the uh, this everything that was going on there, so uh, so we did get down to the game, and um, one of the things about the Rose Bowl is that uh, the stadium was built a long time ago, and it's not exactly um. Very easy to get around with giant crowds, and we we saw this that we would try to go to the bathroom or go somewhere and come back and it was just an interminable way to get back into your seats because the tunnels that go up to the uh different sections are way too small, and they're not enough of them, and I guess. Um, It was probably, since it was built at a different time, they probably didn't expect as many people as they would get. Uh, And trying to accommodate over 100,000 fans is really difficult. And so you can see a little bit more of how much the Rose Bowl has aged. You can tell it wasn't built you know, in the last 20 years or anything. Um, But I mean, it it is a fantastic place to watch a game.
0: Now I've heard uh, and I've seen pictures from uh, there that there's like some beautiful views out of one of the end zones of the mountains of uh, whatever the mountain rangers there in that Mm -hmm. part of California. Is that, is that pretty spectacular?
2: Yeah. Yeah. The only, the only thing that sucked for us was that it was a, overcast day and um so we we didn't get to really see the classic sunset over in the mountains that usually happens during the Rose Bowl uh it was very overcast kind of dark um but yeah great views from there I, I guess uh you could probably see more from the other side than we were in but um yeah it is uh, quite a place to watch a game.
0: <laughs> well, that's pretty neat. Uh, hopefully that's a bucket list item for me. So mm-hmm. hopefully one of these days I'll get get to go there and see one of those uh, great games there at that venue. Mm-hmm. Now, now, okay, so you went to a game that uh, – Gosh, it's uh, I, I can remember it very well, you know, being from Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Of course, I was watching that game as well as I watched all of the Rose Bowl games. But uh, mm-hmm. this one was really interesting because you had a lot of star power going into this game. And maybe you could talk about that both teams and uh, some of the, the great players on both sides.
2: Yeah. So uh, USC had quarterback Sam Darnold and receiver uh, Juju smith schuster and they've both gone on to the NFL. And then Penn State had uh, their quarterback, Trace McSorley, who's now backup, I think, with the Cardinals. Um, and they had running back Saquon Barkley, who is a star for the Giants. And they had a um, receiver was Chris Godwin. And uh, he's with the Buccaneers. And uh, so... These offenses were top-notch, and as a result, the the score reflected that because teams are just going back and forth down the field scoring, and uh, it ended up with the most points in any Rose Bowl, a record that stood for one year until – uh, Georgia and Oklahoma went to overtime and broke that rule through that hmm. record.
0: So, so you got definitely got your money's worth for your ticket. I'm surprised when you're walking out, they didn't ask for a couple more bucks because you got to see some <laughs> extra scoring in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, it got to ahead. be pretty exciting to watch when you have that much offense happening.
2: Yeah. the The first quarter, it started out very slow and at least on Penn State's side, they, Penn State, like, muffed, I forget what they did. They did something wrong on the kickoff return and got backed up, like, their own, inside their own five. So then the first first play of the game, McSorley throws an interception, and it looks like a horrible start. USC takes, like, a 13-0 lead. And then the second half, the second quarter, all the scoring starts happening, and both teams going back and forth scoring. And then, then you have the third quarter when Penn State just was unstoppable. They were scoring on every play. There was it, there was a stretch where they scored touchdowns on three or four consecutive plays. It was it was unreal. And then USC though didn't go away and. Uh, That ended up being the bad thing for Penn State because USC hung in there long enough to make the comeback and then finally made defensive plays in order to end up stealing the victory.
0: Yeah, that that was pretty amazing stuff. I can remember uh, Juju Smith-Schuster and Darnold really hooking up on a a couple really big plays uh, on the sidelines when – they really needed to because they were, you know, the clock was mm-hmm. the enemy at that time. That was some, mm-hmm. some spectacular plays, and then Saquon Barkley. Oh my gosh, you know, yeah. I mean, what a, what a great season all season long he had for Penn State. Yeah. And that game, I mean, he he was like, uh, you know, a superhero. It seemed like he couldn't mm-hmm. be stopped.
2: Yeah, yeah, Saquon Barkley. Obviously, that that was the game that really uh, made him well known on the national stage, and then. Um, So then the next year he had another huge season and was in the Heisman Trophy consideration and that's and then had a huge bowl game the next year. And that's why he got drafted number two overall. So uh, this game, though, was really the game that kind of introduced him to the country because I don't think people really knew all that much about him or most of Penn State's players because it Penn State started out that season so slow. They started out two and two and they had a big loss in Michigan. They weren't really being paid attention to until they played Ohio State and and even that game, it was like Ohio State seemed to be in control until the block. Field goal that was returned for a touchdown. And after that, Penn State finally started getting some recognition. But it w- wasn't really until the Rose Bowl that people were like, wow, th- this team has a lot of stars on it.
0: Yeah, I think you could probably go the same way. You know, I was a little bit more familiar with Penn State watching them all season but uh, not super familiar with USC. And I think maybe that was a coming out game for, for Darnold and uh, Smith Schuster as well, because I really, I mean, I heard, heard of Darnold, uh, but I really didn't know that much about him until saw his, you know, pretty accurate passing and Smith Schuster making some spectacular grabs and sort of a, you know, real strong, uh, almost like a um, Anquan Bolden type body, you know, just a, possession mm-hmm. receiver just took up a lot of space and a great target to, to flash his numbers to a quarterback but and, yeah. and you know with Barkley and even McSorley you know, bad bad start mm-hmm. but really a, a strong finish and really showed his, his uh, mustard there and late in that game
2: yeah um yeah Sam Darnold then uh got USC back to a big bowl in the next year they went to the Cotton Bowl and um They they won. That was the thing. They didn't even win the big or the the Pac-12 the year they went to the Rose Bowl. They they were runners up to Washington, but they were the top team outside the playoff from the Pac-12, so that's why they got in. Then the next year they won the Pac-12, but they didn't get into the Rose Bowl because Rose Bowl was one of the semifinal games and. Uh, So they went to the Cotton Bowl instead, and then Sam Darnold got drafted in the next draft in the first round. But unfortunately, uh, his career hasn't panned out.
0: Yeah, uh, he's maybe still an open booker. He's bounced around a little bit. Maybe uh, he's either found a t- team there in Carolina, I believe he's at now. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, as soon as he gets some health, maybe he'll get some playing time and show what he's got in the NFL. And, uh, or maybe he'll mm-hmm. find another team that he can do those. You, you never know, but uh, yeah. great players. Yeah. Yeah. So really made some great memories in that Rose Bowl. Yeah. I heard uh, through the grapevine here, you have a, a project uh, coming up on, uh, you know, a book that another book that's coming out. Uh, would you like to talk about that a little bit?
2: Yeah, um, I'm finished with, but I I still need to do the index for it, um, a book all about the Orange Bowl, a different bowl game. So it's called The Orange Bowl, a complete history, and it's being published by McFarland Publishing. And um, it'll probably come out early next year, I think. Um, I'm not sure exactly, but. This book is like the complete everything about the Orange Bowl, how it was founded and how it grew and all the things about it. Like even the halftime performers and uh, the little things they do besides the game itself. And of course, it's got play by play of more than 80 games in there. Wow. So, um so every single game, I went back and I either watched the game or I read the narratives in the old newspapers, because back in those days, the newspapers would were your only way of knowing everything. You could actually read the newspaper and basically see the whole game because they covered every play. So. I went back and I I either watched or I read everything, every single game of the Orange Bowl. And all that is now in this project, which will be released sometime soon.
0: <laughs> well, I, I can... Definitely attest to it. I, I have a, a couple of your books, the nifty nineties and your eighties your mm. book. And mm. I can tell you, uh, Tommy uh, spares no uh, details, leaves no details out of his books. They're, they're <laughs> nice, thick books. And uh, boy, you got hours upon hours of reading and enjoyment on football. That's for sure. So look, we're all looking forward to this Orange Bowl book.
2: Yeah, I don't do anything halfway. That's for sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, but uh, promise me this, when, when the book comes out, promise me that you'll come on and uh, talk to us again in Pigpen about that, that book.
2: Yeah, I will. Uh, that would okay.
0: be great. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to hold you to that. So we'll make yeah. sure we do that, though. So, yeah. Real- Really appreciate you joining us here for this uh, great Rose Bowl memory on 2017. Your own personal experience of being there and you know watching Mm -hmm. two schools that you attended. And uh, so, who were you rooting for when you had when you attended both schools and you're seeing? Well,
2: I mean, I I I was in the Penn State section, so there
0: was no way I could
2: cheer for USC.
0: (laughs) But yeah, you remember the Nittany Club, and you flew on the plane with them. (laughs) Yeah,
2: but I was. I was wearing stuff from both teams and um, when some of the fans got really mad over a certain call and I saw the call as the correct call. It was like they overturned a pass interference penalty that would have been on USC and then they overturned it and then USC scored a touchdown on USC either that play or the next play. And everyone in our section was really mad about it. And I'm sitting there saying, that was the right call. But, <laughs> but I couldn't say anything because people were so angry. And um, yeah, so that game ended on a last second field goal. USC made it to win the game. And on the way out, everyone's I, everyone in our bus is mad. And I'm sitting there like, wow, I just saw the greatest
0: Rose Bowl of all time. So, <laughs> yeah, that, that's kind of the way I approached it. Yeah, what was that score? It was like 52 to 49 or 52? Yeah, something same like that.
2: same score as that uh, Alabama-Tennessee game,
0: 52-49. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the recent yeah. one this year. Yeah. Quite a game, too. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great memories. Now, I... Uh, do you plan on attending any more uh, big bowl games? Are you going to attend an Orange Bowl game now that you're, you're writing about it? Or have you
2: attended an Orange Bowl? Uh, I would love to. Um, we'll have to see how uh, financially I can do that. But um, certainly I have that on my list list to go to an Orange Bowl, especially now that I've put out this book. So maybe Penn State can finish the season strong and – get into the orange
0: bowl which is a possibility and uh we'll see yeah maybe maybe uh start sending some letters down to the orange bowl committee and they'll get you get <laughs> you hooked up with some tickets that get you down there yeah. since you're you're promoting their, their product yeah. <laughs> so orange bowl committee if you're listening Tommy needs a ticket to the game <laughs> and some airfare and a place to stay yeah <laughs> so. All right, Tommy, we appreciate you coming on here and sharing, sharing this great memory with us and helping us celebrate the uh, 100 years of the Rose Bowl. And, uh, you know, thank you for, for the personal experience and the, you know, the, the great information you gave us of a, a very great game and a great venue. So thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Special thanks to the talents of Mike and Gene Monroe, as well as Jason Neff for letting us use their music during our podcast.
1: This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, sports history fan. This is Arnie Chapman, aka the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network.